Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it is The Ramsey Show, where we're helping people build wealth, do work that matters, and create actual amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. I am joined to my right by Ken Coleman. Is there really anybody next to you, Ken? I mean, come on. Let's be honest about that. Not right now. I mean, I'm looking to my right. I don't see anybody to my right. I do see you. Uh, the fabulous Jade Warshaw, always good to be together. We were uh, together with the whole crew uh, just this last Saturday in, in Chicago, the Windy City it's yes. been referred to. Yes. And that was a great, great crowd. And uh, Smart conference yeah, is what so, he's referring to. So much fun. So And, and, and hung out with your husband, That's Sam. Right. Yes. Sam was hanging out. It was great fun. So. It was super good. You guys came out. Let me tell you, Chicago, y'all did that. It was a great weekend. Uh, I came out smarter. I hope you guys did too. Uh, but in the meantime, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We want to take calls about not just money, but we've got Ken Coleman on, and he is our career expert. So if you are... Ken, set it you know, up. What do you inflation, want? Inflation's real. Let's get to the pocketbook side of this thing. And as Dave has said for decades, if you're new to the program, Dave Ramsey has said for over three decades that your income attached to your work is your greatest wealth building tool. And I focus on the income side of things for Ramsey Solutions. So Jade will take care of the outflow. I'll talk as I can about the income. Do I need a side hustle? Should I be leveling up? How do I get promoted? Do I move and switch uh, career moves mm. when I'm still in the baby steps? The answer is yes. We tell you how to do it. So anything work-related in a toxic environment, anything like that. And Jade's got great uh, insight on all that as well, too. So that's what we're going to do today. Coolio, let's go to the phone lines. We got Kristen in Philadelphia, PA. What's going on? Hi, how are you guys? Doing good. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, so... The reason I'm calling is my husband and I are about $140,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of it is student loans. Um, How much is the student loans. loans? So um, together, I have about 20000 but he has about ninety, or excuse me, about 80000 Okay. Um, so that's what the majority of it is, and then the rest is just car loans. Um but we're struggling with how to tackle it. Like it's definitely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me so about those car loans. Forty thousand. So we have two cars. The one we're buying from a family member. So that one doesn't have any interest or anything. But um, my car, it's about twenty four thousand that we still owe on it. And then the one that you're buying without interest, how much is that one? Um, a little bit over fifteen thousand. We still owe. Okay, and then is that everything? Because that doesn't quite equal. Okay, so that's everything. Yeah, so it's a hun- it's about a hundred thousand in student loans, twenty five mm-hmm. for my car, and then fifteen for his car. So one forty total. Okay. Um. So break down. Okay, you've got this debt. You're realizing, hey, this is a problem. We need to solve it. Let me know. Like, tell me a little bit more about your income. Where are you hitting a brick wall? <clears throat> so, um, we both are like full-time employed. Um, I make around 63,000. Uh, my husband makes around 625. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's mainly just, you know, the loans and, and stuff. It's going to be like the next 10 plus years of us paying it off. And it's, and it, it takes up the majority of our money. We feel like, you know, we're, we're just paying like the bare minimum on 
all of these loans that we have. And well, help me understand because you're making 126,000 a year combined. You've got 140 mm-hmm. in student loans living in Philadelphia, so a high cost of living. Yes. Okay. I don't think it uh, let me rephrase that. It's not going to take you 10 years to clean this up like okay. you said. This okay. is going to require All right, you're both working full-time. Do you have kids yet? We have. I'm sorry, what was that? Do you have kids? Not yet. All right. That's wonderful because this is going to take you guys working like you've never worked before. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's some places within your budget that you can cut down and live on instead of living on 120,000, maybe live on 90,000, right? Mm -hmm. So we're getting on a budget. Are you using a budget yet? We do have a budget. We do our best to try to live off of just my husband's um, Even income, better. And then Very we good. Try to keep, yeah, but I mean, a lot of times we end up having to just take my savings and use it for um, like our loans to pay off for a car or, okay. or our rent. So like something, something's not adding up. Okay, let's, let me retrace what you just said and I'm going to poke holes in it. So I suggested, sure. hey, try to live on 90. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. we can live on my husband's income, which is 62 and a half. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. either e- one of two things is happening. Either you are able to live on his 63,000 and you guys are being careless with your spending, or you're not able to live on 63,000 because you're not bu- doing a detailed budget and it's coming back to bite you in the butt. Like you're not being realistic on the fact like, hey, we can't live on 60. We need a little bit more. So which one yeah, sounds? So, yeah, I would say it's it's probably a, more the second one, but maybe a little bit of a mix of it is that, you know, we, okay. we try to live off of his his money, but also, you know, rent is pretty expensive in this area. Um, so there's times where we've had to cut into any savings that we have for so what, any loan to pay or whatever. That's a big, what you're talking about is a big swing. If you're saying we can kind of live off of his, but sometimes it cuts in with rent, that's a big swing of money because you make 63000 as well. So here's what mm-hmm. I believe. I think that your budget is not a real budget. I think it's kind of like kind of a guide that you're looking at here and there of what we should be spending, not spending. I want you on an every dollar zero based budget. Matter of fact, um, we do these webinars every two weeks here at Ramsey Solutions where we're teaching people how to budget. And there's another webinar mm-hmm. coming up on the 19th. Actually, that was today. There's another one coming up on the 26th with George Camel, one of our personalities. I want you on that webinar. It's totally free, 11.30 a.m. I want you to go to that webinar because he's going to teach you and break down exactly how to budget line by line. Um, and you're going to do it with every dollar, which is free. But that's what you yeah. need because right now it sounds like, Kristen, there's a lot of money that's up in the air that's floating by things like your rent, mortgage, that should be a no-brainer. Like that's that jumps that should never be, well, we had to pull out of my savings to cover the rent. That we don't want that, right, Ken? Yeah, yeah Kristen, Kristen, yeah. I'm going to tell you something. This is about mindset. Uh, it, the reason that you guys aren't making progress is because you're being reactive. Mm-hmm. And what Jade has told you is right. You do need a budget. That's a form of being very proactive. But you actually need to experience some momentum. So you need to be looking at uh, possibly selling one of these cars and downgrading in cars. The reason is, is because you can knock out a big chunk of debt very quickly and then all of a sudden get into that budget. We find some money. You guys have got to work an extra job, both of you. You guys have got to sell stuff. 
both of you. And the reason is, right now it's so overwhelming. You've got a narrative that says it's going to take us 10 years. That's a mountain that feels like we'll never climb. So you know what we don't do? We don't actually climb it. This is not overwhelming. So you guys have got to make something happen and Mm -hmm. really quick to see the momentum, to Mm -hmm. high five, and then move forward. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. All right, you guys are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Ken Coleman. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. The Ramsey Show question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Take your home efficiency and style to the next level with convenient solutions from Shelf Genie, Window Genie, and Glass Doctor. Visit Neighborly.com to schedule your service professionals near you. Today's question comes from Michael in Georgia. He asks, how do you determine what to budget for fun money each month while in baby step two? Well, if you're married, very, very carefully. And very evenly. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, because this is a tough thing. You know, you guys are going through it and this is meant to be, by the way, a very small line item in the budget when you're getting after it. Maybe yeah. even remove it all together. If this scorched earth, I just wanted to point that out, Jay. Yes. Uh, we, when Dave says to callers, you know what? You are not going to see the inside of a restaurant unless you're waiting tables. Mm-hmm. Your rice and beans, beans and rice. Then the blow or the fun category probably should not be there. But if it is there, uh, boy, it needs to be very, very fair, equitable across the board and reasonable. And I would recommend if you're married, this is if you're married, that it involve something that is really, really lifting to your wife sure, yep. or something you do together just to kind of have a moment of we've been busting it. Yeah. Let's celebrate. That would be my, boy, that sounded like a politician, but I was trying to get it <laughs> at it from every angle. Well, yeah, I like, and I like what you're saying. And I'd probably add to that. If you're a, like the average person is out, you know, 18 and 20, eight, between 18 to 24 months, right? Mm-hmm. You're out of debt. You're out of that baby stu- baby two step baby step two gosh i can't talk today yeah it happens golly yeah it's all right. but if you're going to be in there longer like sam and i we're in seven and a half years then you have to you have to have right. those moments where you're coming up to breathe and so i would say if you're not average if you're going to be in this for a long time uh, beyond 18 to 24 months then i would say if you're in this like three years maybe mm-hmm. three and a half four mm-hmm. i would add back that fun category keep it low keep yep. it just something that's because you can't stay in scorched earth forever that's correct like if you stay in scorched earth forever it's going to start messing with your mind you need to yeah. uh, schedule that out it's so. like a little bit of a cheat to reward yourself for eating healthy 
you know? Yeah. Got a little, little, little cheat snack? Just a little, just a little something, something. Like, you can't go... You're such a clean eater, I have to ask. Do you cheat A and B? If you do, what is your cheat snack or cheat food? I cheat all the time. Oh, you do? One. I feel like I do. I well, was eating I some cookies last night. I was okay. eating cookies so in my recliner last night. <laughs> okay, there it is. Cookies in the recliner. I feel better about myself now, already, James. they were grain-free. They were like coconut sugar. Like they were. Okay, that's they were not. Clean. Hold on, time out. Time out. That's not a cheat. If the cookie doesn't resemble a cookie, it it's not, not a cookie. It did not resemble a cookie. Like, I'm I will talking, say that. Do you get like a Twinkie and just get never after that? It? No, never. Okay. All right, <laughs> never. I can't. Well, then that's not a cheat. I'm talking like, like, like a true cheat. If I want to cheat, I would say I would make a bat. I would make a brownies. Okay, good. Not like freaking healthy brownies. Just good old fashioned. Good old fashioned full of brownies. Sugar and awful yep. things. Brownies. Real cane sugar. Cane sugar. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now, now that you I can guys... move ahead. I can focus now. <laughs> yes. We should all have a cheat meal from time yes. to time. All right. With that, we got to go to Justin, who's in Tampa, Florida. What's going on, Justin? Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Um, so I'm a bit of, in a bit of a situation. I'm a single guy, 30 years old. I'm a firefighter here in the Tampa area. And my car, I got into a car payment. Uh, miserable mistake. Uh, $34,000 loan. Okay. 16% interest with Shoot. $773 a month. Whoa. Yikes. Yeah. And so it's, it's been killing me. Um, I'm living in a friend's room mm-hmm. in a house. Good. And the rent is 800 a month. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, I'm unable to, to get ahead with my bills. I feel like I, I just paid off some, uh, some debt. I was, I was in this, in these payday loan cycles, um, oh, these apps that I, that I got. So I'm tell me about the car. Tell me about the car real quick. Cause I want to attack this. Jade will help you with the rest of your stuff, but I'm just curious on this car. What is the car? It's a 2022 Subaru Outback. Um, what's it? Oh yeah. It's, it's worth 23,000. That's still owe 32. Ooh. So there's no trading it in. There's no selling it. Wait a sec. Um, well, sure there is. Well, wait a second. This is a, you said it's a 2022 Outback or 2023. 22. How are, did you roll negative equity into it? Uh, just $2,000. $2,000. Man. Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, Keep here's going. But, well, here's the deal. Uh, I'll just give it to Jade on this. But I mean, I if, if I were swimming in debt like you are and the way you're feeling, I would go ahead and take the, I'd go ahead and take the bath on this thing. Um, and I would consider selling it and then we this only time we ever recommend a loan is you go to a local credit union if you if they'll give you a loan and you get a loan for the difference and now your payments a whole lot less and you can attack that you can put that in your debt snowball that's something to think about what's your credit like okay i'm guessing it's bad Uh, because you've been doing these payday loans yeah so that's it's bad because i've been late a couple times on this car because it's the price it is but my credit i just checked today it's uh in the upper fours it's like 480 490 they're not good. Okay, so you're not going to get a. Yeah, not you're not going to be able that. to get a loan. Right. Um, mm. Before I advise you further, can you tell me a little bit more about the other debt that you have? Because I'm assuming there's more. Um, so really, there's not. Um, like I said, these past couple weeks, I just um, I was living paycheck to paycheck because of the payday loans, the cash advances from Amscot. Did you clear those? You paid yes, those off. Those are all done. And never. And yes, by the way, are, ne- we're never going to Amscot ever again, ever. No, right? 
Never. You've realized these. Never again. The, they're, they're terrible, terrible, terrible. Okay. So this is the only debt is this car note at 772 per month. What's your income? My income's about, I get paid 18, 1800 every two weeks. So okay. 30, 34, yeah. Okay. And that's for 40 hours a week? Well, our firefighter schedule is different. We work 24 hours on, 48 hours off. So it's, it averages out to 96 hours a week. Can you get overtime? It's tough. Um, it's not guaranteed. I have been working a lot of um, extra shifts for people pay cash. Um, and so I've been doing that. I've, I think I'm around almost 8,000 extra this year. Nice. Doing so, that. Sounds like he doesn't know where his money's going. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're making, you're making $3,600 a month, you're paying, you know, I think I heard you say $800 or some for rent. And then you've got this car, which is eating up half of your, like that alone is eating up half of your check. Um, I think that you can work more. I Here's the thing. We can, we can do what Ken said and you can, you know, take a bath on this and try to, before you even start this process, get as much cash together as possible. Cause do you even have a thousand dollars saved? No, I have $280 in my account. Okay. So thing one, a one before, when we get off the call, we're focusing on getting a thousand dollars saved. That's the first thing you got to have that because that's going to keep you out of Amscot. It's going to keep you feeling like, okay, I have a cushion. Second thing, a two is we're getting on a budget. If you haven't started using a budget today's the day, I would recommend every dollar. It's the best budget out there. It's the one that I use personally, and that's going to help you list out your expenses and see how much money you have left. Because other than if you say you have no other debt, you've got your car, you're living with someone, um, you sh- you're, are you a single guy? Yes, I'm single. I have phone, uh, insurance and just re- real, real quick to example, each check. So I get paid 1800 each check, 1100 or I'm sorry, $1,200 are coming out each check. Mm-hmm. And so, and so now that that's done, I can finally live off of my paycheck instead of having to re borrow the money through those apps. Yeah. Um, you, you've cleared up some so margin my, there. Yes. Well, so, my main my main question is I have a friend who is a big blessing. He offered to buy me a $6,000 car and, but I would have to voluntarily get my car repossessed. No, no, I'm saying no to all that. This is your issue. And I think you can dig yourself out of it. You can keep the car. If you work like crazy, I'm talking about you're working like 60, 80 hours a week, not just 40. You're picking up double shifts. You're doing whatever you can to get money coming in. And that money is going directly out to pay that car note off because your credit's not really great for you to get a loan from the credit union. That's what I would do if I were in your shoes. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. 
You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. This is Ken Coleman. And all afternoon, we're taking calls about your life, your money, your career. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. And let's go directly to the phone lines. We've got Landon in Fort Worth, Texas. What's going on, Landon? Hey, uh, so I've got some cash available and I have just a mortgage and student loans and debt. And I was wondering uh, which I should apply my cash to. How much cash is it? It's about a little over 100K. Hmm. How much over 100K? Just curious. Uh, it's like 105. Nice. Where, how'd you get that money? Uh, just savings and uh, me and my wife are bonuses and everything. Okay, cool. Is it just you and your wife or you've got kids too? Uh, we're expecting one here in the next couple weeks. Very, very cool. Wow, congrats. So um, do you have any, is this just, oh, so you've been saving it up. This is your only savings, right? It's just this and uh, that's it. No, we also have uh, 60K in like singular stocks. Okay. And then uh, 50K and a 401K. And then um, we have 140K in a private equity fund. This can be tied up for about five years. Okay, cool. Very good. You guys have been very diligent with savings. Um, so how much is the student loan debt? It's about 65. Mm-hmm. And uh, how much is on your mortgage? It's 385. Cool. Now, if I'm you, I'm, you know, I don't know how long you've been a listener here at the Ramsey show, um, but we walk through a series of baby steps. And for us, we believe and it's tested, I mean, by millions of folks that this is the best way to build wealth. Um, and that's by getting back as much of your income in your pocket by eliminating debt as possible and thereby eliminating risk in your life. So if I were you, I would take the 105 and the 60K and I would start using it towards my baby steps. So baby step one, you've basically already accomplished. It's saving $1,000 quickly and setting it aside. And then baby step two, if you may know, is you're gonna pay off all of your debt except your mortgage. So that's where your student loan comes to play. So I would knock that, I'd be debt-free from the student loans today. And then I would make sure that I keep three to six months set aside liquid um, in your case, I would do six months because you seem like the type of guy who likes to have plenty of extra money set aside. So I'd keep six months set aside. And then from there, when it comes to investing, it looks like you've already done a good job and you've been del- del- diligent about saving. But I want to make sure you're doing 15% of your income every month before taxes into retirement. What are you doing at this point? Uh yeah, probably somewhere around there, uh, around there. So you're saying that I should just apply all of it towards the student loans, even though the student loans probably have a three to five percent interest rate, and my home has like I want to say seven point two, and also we only put ten percent down on the home, mm-hmm. and so we're still paying PMI, which is only about seventy five dollars a month, mm-hmm. but you know if we put down the extra ten percent, it gets rid of that PMI you still think you should go, you know, try to pay off the student debt? Yeah, so let's tackle the student loan debt. So if I'm, I'm talking about that first, I'm getting lo- rid of the student loan debt because it's debt. And anytime there's debt, there's risk. It, it's not bankruptable. It's gonna, it will follow you to the grave. And as much as people say, it doesn't matter. You know that there's $65,000 with your name on it sitting right there and you've got the cash 
to pay it off today. Correct. Today. If I'm if I'm hearing this, yeah, okay. he's got 105 in cash. Okay, so Landon, you have how much in student loans? 60. Yeah, 65. 65. So the minute that you pay that off, then that's gone. That payment, the the, the monthly payments which are coming due in October, correct? Yeah, the private loans. So we've been paying oh. them. Okay, already, so what have you been paying? What's your monthly payment on the loan so far? Uh, the minimum payment six fifty, and we put about a grand each All month. All right, towards so them. let's take the grand that you've been putting towards those loans. That's gone. That's gone by the end of today. Mm-hmm. So now the grand you've been putting towards student loans can go towards paying down your home. Do you see how we're just, it, it's all attacking the same thing, but we're going to do it in the steps that make the most sense because you get the momentum, and now you have no debt except your home, which is a tremendous asset. The loans are not an asset. The home is an asset. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have the baby steps in the order that they are. So now you're attacking that home and you're going to get through that PMI. You're going to get there a lot faster now that the student loans are gone, as opposed to going after the home debt and having the loan just hang around over there. Make sense now? Yeah, that makes sense. That's the reason. It's all about momentum. How good is it going to feel later tonight when you slip into the bed and you have no student loan debt? Yeah, I mean, it'll feel good. I just... Uh, I don't think so. I don't think you think it's going to feel as good as I do. Here's the thing. Maybe you need uh, better I, sheets. I don't know. <laughs> Something what, what, over 700 thread count would make it feel good. Okay, like, talk to us, Landon. What are you? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's not... Uh, I think regardless um, whether we uh, apply the money to the loans or the mortgage, uh, like just in a traditional sense, uh, you know, I've always been taught also that, you know, you want to go after your debt with the highest interest rate. And so that's why, you know, I kind of brought it into question whether or not I agree with y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, me and my wife have talked about it. That's why I actually called is uh, we're in a little bit of disagreement about it. Well, the but, difference um, in this case, the reason we're telling you the student loan first is because, again, this it, it's not it's not an asset in any way. At least your home, you know, every payment you pay, you're building equity. But with the student loan, it, it's almost like comparing apples to oranges in the way that you're comparing those two debts. It would be we could have a slightly different argument if we were talking about credit card debt and student loan debt and all of that, in which case I would still say pay the lowest balance first. But it would be a different set of arguments to support that in this case you know, again, every month when you're making your payment towards your house, you are building equity. So there's something to be said for that. With the student loan, it's just hanging around and it's like, okay, I'm going to put a little bit extra towards it and I'm going to do a little bit towards my house. When you have that focused intensity, you're able to knock things out quicker. And I mean, in this case, to in one day, like today, you can be gone from your student loan debt. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think that... He's on board. I think he's scared to talk to his wife about it. <laughs> That's what I think is going on. Which, by the way, is I understand that. I'm not, like, poking fun at you, but you got to cast some vision to your wife on this. Yeah. Based on what we said, we gave you the talking points. And one, here's one thing. Here's a great argument. You And you can use our name on this. We tell people every day on the air, pay off your student loans. And they do. No one has ever called back, Ken, and said, hey... I'm so pissed that I paid off my student loans mm. or I paid off my student loans and I felt terrible after Right. <laughs> I paid off my student loans and I wish I could just go back into debt because I right. miss it so much. Yeah. No one's ever done that, Landon. Yeah. 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 That's fair. For sure. Come on, man. I don't know. You got this. Get yourself a little mini whiteboard, a couple of markers, <laughs> draw it out, practice it a few times with the wife and then say, trust me, babe. You know, I trust me. 
there, can this is just it's, it's an interesting topic that this brings up with Landon because I don't know that it was his wife. I think that it's that cash money that you're sitting on top of, and it's like I have this money. I want to do something. Oh. I don't think he was. I don't think he expected that we would say basically use all of it, pay off your student loans, and then with whatever's I left, that liquid we money. We talk about this a lot. There's there's a huge psychological hit when you dive into a savings account with a lot of money mm-hmm. and take a big chunk out. Yeah. But you can't be focusing on what you take out. You have to focus on what you're actually doing with that money as it, opposed to, yeah. oh my gosh, I just pulled this money out. It's no, I just got rid of a massive amount of student loan debt and I freed up a thousand dollars because that's what they've been putting towards that. Yeah. It's to me it's about freeing up the thousand dollars a month plus being free from the debt now. And I'm he'll paying still off be able asset. to have he'll still have six months of big chunk income. of money. He'll still have three to yeah. six months. He can pay the sixty five off. Um, because again, Landon, if you're still listening, those single stocks, I'd sell those. I'd sell those and make it liquid and I'd set that aside. That'd be my three to six months of expenses. In your case, probably closer to six months. Yeah. And then you've got, you've still got 40,000, 35,000 left from your, uh, from that initial cash you had. Throw that at the, throw that at the house and get rid of that PMI. I mean, you've got so many options and it's going to leave you in such a better situation. This is not a sacrifice. In his case, this is a trade. And he's trading up for a more secure lifestyle, if you ask me. And he did. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. And next to me, do you still say America's career coach? Ken I mean, Coleman. you can. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just colleague Ken. I know you colleague guys laugh Ken. at me for calling you all colleagues. Well, you're my friend, Ken. I am your friend. There's no question. Yeah. Coworkers, friends, com- comrades. Com- that, that feels a little <laughs> Russian. Comrade fans. Feels sounds- a little, feels a little communist. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, we were talking before the break about, you know, trades because this whole thing is like, you know, sacrifices, yeah, trade offs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ken said something that I found to be a bit controversial. Oh boy, here we go. That I would like to share with the American people right. on the on the YouTube's here and on the is. podcast. Here it comes. He says, you know, we're talking about when you're spending money, you're out of baby step two, yeah. and you've got some extra margin, mm-hmm. and you know, you can upgrade t- mm-hmm. some areas in your life. I'm not talking about, you know, going out, you know, overboard, but if you've got, you have the extra margin. And he says, Jade, I would rather upgrade my sheets. Mm-hmm. Before I'd upgrade my shoes. Before he'd upgrade his shoes. And I'm a big shoe guy, so she's a little bit thrown off by this. Now, when you say upgrade your sheets, what are we talking here? What are oh, we talking about? Over 700 thread count. That's the threshold for me. See, and I don't even know what that means. Uh, it means pretty nice. It's nice. Feels good on the skin. Is it like a silky? Mm, smooth. Interesting. Smooth. Can I tell you, I have linen sheets. Yeah. Well, I love them. Yeah, sure. They breathe. They They're breathe. warm. But l- the amount of time, let me I'll explain it quickly and we'll move on. The amount of time we spend in the bed, uh, in the sheets, if you will. I want it to be comfy. I will scrimp on the shoes for a while until I can save up. Now, I've never had to make this choice, thankfully. Uh That's all I was saying. I mean, I love a nice pair of shoes, but I'm going to choose the sheets over the shoes. That's interesting. Do you know, there's a couple of things that I will not, like, there's... A you're telling me things. you're going to go for a really comfortable pair of shoes or nice pair of shoes that aren't comfortable over some good sheets? I walk you're all sleep day. sleep on ratty sheets? 
I walk all day. When you're tired, you don't care where your head hits. You no, just want to go to sleep. Oh, no, not me. I, I mean, need optimal conditions. And in, it, Can't and, have a flat pillow that just goes to the mattress like these freaking hotel okay, pillows. Okay, so the pillow's more important than the sheets, in my opinion, if we're really not talking. Not me. It's a combo. I'd rather spend more money on my pillow than I'd spend on my sheets, and I'd rather spend more on my shoes because I'm walking all day. I don't want to come home with my dogs barking. Choosing you know between <laughs> a pillow and sheets is like choosing between bread and water. You got to have both to live. Well, I got to have the pillow and the sheets. Well, you know, we're doing a segment, Ken, next time you and I host, we're going to talk about... Oh, that's right. That's coming up Thursday. You don't want to miss Thursday's show. Tell them why. We're going to talk about the things that we are worth spending money on and not spending money on. And we're talking about generic versus name brand. I love this. So we're going to go I'm through very opinionated on this. Yeah. And I want you guys to leave your comments. I want you to drop in the comments. You can do it on today's show. Tell us some of the things that you're like, I refuse Jade. I refuse to believe that, you know, generic toilet paper mm. is the same as my Charmin. Like don't Jade, oh. don't try to tell me drop it in the comments. I want to know, is it coffee? Is it wine? Is it crackers? Like, what's Here's the thing? what I'm going to tell you. You don't want to miss Thursday's show because we're going to talk about the difference between generic toilet paper and high-end toilet paper. And my analysis on this is not to be missed. I don't want to know about your analysis, James knows. George, or Ken on toilet paper. James please. loves my analysis on cheap versus quality toilet paper. You're not going to want to miss it. Well, we're going to be talking about All right. it. All right, that's Thursday. In the meantime, let's go to Robert. He's in Chattanooga. What's going on, Robert? Hey, Jade and Ken, how are you guys today? Doing good. We're how are you? Too much fun, Robert. How can we help you? Hey, I'm doing well. Um, first of all, I'd like to start off saying I'm coming to you from a very blessed position. Um, but I am curious what your plan of attack would be. Um, my question is in regards to when personal and business funds kind of collide. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll use round numbers here for you. Um, my dad and I are 50, 50% uh, percent business partners. Um, okay. We've got, I have a $500,000 mortgage. Okay. Um, we owe roughly, we're on a cash basis at our office. So we have roughly 600,000 that will be due at the end of the year in taxes of realized income, I guess okay. is how that works. Okay. Um, since we're on cash basis, I can get that down to as close to zero as possible and kind of kick the can moving forward as we have done for the past few years, but that's sitting out there mm -hmm. as a potential tax that we have to owe, right? Okay. Um, we have roughly 1.2 in a money market right now, um, high yield money market kind of thing. For the business. And then we have about, we're correct, and then we have uh, 500K in basically checking account for the business that operates as uh, operating cash, just okay. as cash flow. Cash is king in our industry. Got it. What, what is the industry, by the way? Uh, we're in logistics. Okay. Um, I'm curious what your plan of attack would be. Normally, if my dad and I, at the end of the year, um, split a bonus or something like that, take a withdrawal, we'll do it evenly. Okay. We've never done anywhere close to this kind that would knock out my mortgage, but in a rough year, which it has been, the way our, our market's going right now, Mm-hmm. It feels like it's still volatile, and if you have those kind of funds available, it could knock out my entire mortgage right now. But if we did that, then I wouldn't. My dad would need to take the same amount, and if we did that, now our kitty that we've saved for years and years and years would be completely depleted, and we wouldn't have enough to pay taxes due if everything hit the fan. So you answered your question. It. I you just answered it. your question in more ways than one. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's the bottom line. 
when you own your own business is great. You own your own business because it goes both ways. The debt in the business is really your debt. The money in the business is really your money. But in this case, like you already said, you said, you know, in my, in my, uh, place of business, cash is king. Like you need this money to operate. You know, you could be on the hook for this tax bill and it's nice to have retained earnings and it's nice to have operating cash. Your business sounds very healthy and it sounds like you guys have done things right. I think you're tempted because you see, oh, this is like as much money as we've ever had. We could both take this. I wouldn't do that. I would keep things steady. I mean, what do you guys pay yourself? What do you pay yourself out of the business? We both get about 250 a year. Yeah, at 250 a year, if you don't have any other debt, which I'm assuming you don't, right? You said you're very blessed. That's correct. We've been debt-free ever since we started after about a month in, so yes. Okay, so it's up to you. Real, truly, it's up to you how quickly you want to pay off this mortgage. We see that when people are debt-free, they're paying off their mortgage very quickly, seven years around average. With your income, you could do this a lot sooner if you wanted to. You don't have to be intense about it. But my guess is, Robert, if you were very intentional about putting a certain amount extra on your mortgage, you could knock this thing out in like four years or less yeah. if you lived on less. Yeah, so leave business, yeah. leave business funds alone and knock it out with, with personal funds mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. does your yeah, wife work? It. Well, let me let me rephrase that. It, it's not you and your dad can pay you pay yourself bonuses however you choose but to to put the business at risk financially in a down year with some uncertainty in the economy on the horizon mm-hmm. there's no need to do so you don't need to Understood. you don't need to You're and you can still you could you guys can still um pay yourself a nice bonus at the end of the year but it doesn't yeah. have to be a five hundred thousand yeah, dollar bonus put the company at risk i would never even consider that you're mm-hmm. in good shape You'll be fine with the company stable mm-hmm. as the company continues to grow. There's a reason to believe that it shouldn't grow. Uh, then you can do that when you get into a place of stability. If you told me that the company was booming and that this was a bonus that you probably pay out over the next year or so and it would get you that point, then I think it's a no-brainer. But that's not the case here. So hang in there. I love your intensity. I, I do love too. that. What What do you usually pay out in bonuses? Like, What did you guys do last year? Uh, we did 50 last year, and uh, we just buy random things. It might be an asset for the office, or it might be something at the house kind of thing. So, you know, take take the growth from this year and use that to calculate what you yeah. think your bonus should be this year. Still take a bonus. Look, the even if it's 100000 for sure take the 50, but and even it if it goes house. up, and you're like, hey, you know what? We both are going to do 75, or we're both going to do 100 based on how, how our business has grown. That's fine, but it needs to be reasonable, and I agree with Ken. I definitely would not put you know, the business at risk for this. That's very interesting, Ken. I love I love calls like that and I love mm-hmm. small business owners. I just, that's a fun side of things, but you do have to be careful because before you know it, you'll kind of get too, it's like you get too comfortable with that money. It's right there and you're like, oh, we could well, just do a little yeah, something, something. He's not hurting in his home. He's not underwater. And so there's no reason to just gamble because that's a gamble. That's right. That's all it is. Right. Yeah, no, I think with his income, with his wife's income, if he bonuses every year, they're going to be paying that mortgage off lickety split. Before they know it, they're going to look up and have a paid for home. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what this is all about. All right, that does it for this hour of The Ramsey Show. We'll be back in a minute.
What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.